It's a bitch hunt. 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 Welcome to Pitch Hunts. Maybe this this is t- maybe you should introduce us today, Tim. This is a yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My man, welcome to Pitch Hunts. <laughs> let's do that. Let's let's run that one back. Let's run that back and try that again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, you no, sound you sound too much like Will. Our listeners won't be able to distinguish the two. Exactly. Try it with like thirty percent more energy. Okay. What's up, pitchers? Welcome to Pitch Hunts. Yes. Yeah, that was, How was that? All right, that was a lot that, better. That rocked, man. I might have to sample that for an EDM track. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, as you all know, um, this is uh, one of the tens. This is uh, a multiple of ten. A multiple of ten? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. And and that means that our good friend and dear uh, collaborator, Theodore Meyer, is a, a guest again. Uh, welcome, Ted. Um, thanks for having me back, guys. Um, hey there, Ted. This might be the first time that I've recorded not in Luke or Jacob's apartment. Hi, Ted. Hey, Jacob. <laughs> so tell me, Ted, uh, this is the fourth installment of Ted on the Tens. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for Pitch Hunt Nation out there, can you tell them what this journey has been like for you? <laughs> um. Well, back in the fall of 2019, when you first asked me to join Pitch Hunt, it was a dream come true. Um, so I think it was more like spring of 2019, but okay, that's probably, it doesn't that's matter. probably true. I for, I, it doesn't matter. That's, that's true. I forgot about the um, the the gap, <laughs> the gap year that we took. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a gap half year. Um, I don't know. I like doing my uh, pitches for you guys. It's fun to come up with a silly story. And uh, this time I've tried to do a little bit more of a, a genre blending one. Um, now, that might surprise some listeners because uh, around the Pitch Hunt water cooler, you are known as uh, a master genre bender already. Yeah, well, you I do just, historical just, fiction, historical sci-fi. Historical fact, historical revisionism. Yeah, I mean, mostly I just come up with some like like except for uh, the 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 sci-fi one, which was uh, I don't know. I just I don't know. They're just really high concept like historical scenarios with some twist, you know. Sure. All right, so you're gonna do that again? Uh, kind of, but like like you but like with more like, genres. Like, well, it's it, it, this is one's gonna be um. Well, you'll see. You know, like like I don't know. Like 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 yes, you'll get the great action that you've come to expect from a um i don't know one of my pitches yeah what um, kind of action are we talking ted like well you'll police see. story kind of action uh it's not i mean there's are are, there, I, I have i have a few pretty big stunts planned um okay okay but they're not they're not police story level action um speaking of like don't sell yourself short ted no i can't no are you kidding me how can you <laughs> have you seen police story I can't do. I can't make a Jackie Chan. Movie. I. I That's what you should. Although we yeah, should so. try to. We should. Yeah. We should try to pitch a Jackie maybe Chan that film be, at some Maybe point. that should be our next. Well, we need a stunt person on that level. Which I, I suppose you're the best candidate, Luke. Tony Jaw. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he does I, all his own stunts. 
So Luke or Tony Jaa right. is our stunt I feel stunt like there's got to be <laughs> a new Tony Jaa. Like, because yeah, I, ja I feel like there was... There was there was Jackie Chan. Well, first there was Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee yeah. was like undisputed champion. He was mm -hmm. like what sixties and seventies maybe early eighties. Yeah, yes. When did he die? Um, he and then I think he died in the seventies. Yeah, and then and then Jackie Chan kind of took the mantle in the eighties and early nineties, and then he started doing kids movies. And then at about that time, you got Tony Jaw coming up as the new like undisputed champion well i mean you gotta you, you don't want to get through this conversation without mentioning jet lee though oh shit yeah jet lee well i feel like jet lee was kind of like the uh he was kind of like the the steph curry to jackie chan's um lebron, LeBron. you know <laughs> well so i got um i got the that's okay i got a criterion channel subscription for my birthday which um uh well it's actually a terrible like streaming service in terms of like the functionality of its streaming um like i can only get it to work on firefox which is just hmm. like very, that's very weak sauce yeah Sorry, just like can you, you can't pause it you no can't i can pause rewind it. or fast forward it's, it, they use the like vimeo player um <laughs> which i don't know sucks. it's like off-brand youtube now it's just they have all of these like complicated like like content protection warnings and it's like if you're like chrome isn't like perfectly attuned to them then you can't like they Ugh. want it, yeah, and for whatever reason, Firefox is the one that works for me right now. Anyways, they had this whole like made by like like starring Jackie Chan feature right now, um, which has like seven or eight of his Hong Kong movies. Um, and it's they had like this like cool introduction by a guy uh, who was a smart movie person, unlike us. Um, wow, <laughs> I, Jacob, this man, and I forgot his name, <laughs> but he was smarter than us. I I, I, I can tell you. I mean, I'll just have to take your word for it, Ted. Um, it's not anyway. hard for me to personally personally believe, Ted. But anyways, one thing that, like, I don't know, for Jackie Chan's attitude is, like, like I don't know, you say, like, he, like, made, like, kids' movies, but, like, his whole thing was, like, he wanted martial arts to be, like, way more fun, you know? Um, and he's, like, just as much of, like, a like a physical comedian um, as he is, like, a stunt. Like, like yeah. he does, like, stunts in, like, both ways. And he, I don't know, I don't think he, not like he, like, didn't like Bruce Lee or anything, but he thought that it was, like, too serious an attitude, you know? He sort yeah. of oozes charisma, you know? And he has, like, a celebrity, he has celebrity power as well as, like, flying fist power. Yeah, and with all that being said, I guess you're right, Ted. It's my turn to to take up the action hero role for the yeah world. because you have a lot of like 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 I like can when somersault man people like think of like Janderson <laughs> Studio Pictures like not as like whatever individual franchise they're in but as like Luke Ramsey vehicles you know that's that's <laughs> largely true like, to be honest like with the you. Great Chase is a Luke Ramsey vehicle like every Big If installment is like a Luke Ramsey action vehicle and I'm the worst actor of the bunch. So that's what makes it so. But, here, and but this you're is great a conversation, at fights, Luke. This is it's a conversation that Luke and I have had before. He may not be the best actor around, but that doesn't mean that he can't be a movie star. Some of the best movie stars ever. I mean, I would go so far as to say many of the great movie stars ever. We're not good. We're not great actors. We're not even good actors, yeah, but they kinda, were stars because right, they have right. that star. It, it, that, I mean, it's a different thing, you know. Yeah, and you it's respect a, and you really respect a Brad Pitt who can be a character actor and a movie star. Um, yeah, but The Rock 
isn't not like The Rock is a movie star, you know. He's yeah, not, dude, a, I was he's not an actor, but like, I, I was just gonna yeah. say, yeah. Luke, yeah. I, yeah. you're kind of like a slender, twinky Vin Diesel in a way. <laughs> That's the know? sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> you're like, uh, you're like a, a greased up, slight Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's got that same gravelly, just like like semi shucks attitude. You're like the a same pale, time. paper thin. You're very Vin earnest. Diesel. You're earnest. S- Semi-translucent Vin Diesel. You're earnest. You're all about family. Uh, you love Dungeons and Dragons in real life. I have, a I have a, a, the voice, voice of an angel. <laughs> got a kind of stupid, but very, very relatable voice. You can see outside <laughs> when it's pitch black. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this this isn't about me, guys. This is You're about right. the 40th episode, Ted on the Tens, You're so right. and this genre-bending, action-packed pitch we're about to hear. So why don't you jump in, Ted? Okay. Um, so the opening framework for this, and, well, it, 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 this is sort of a, um Atlantis The Lost Empire kind of movie. Um, uh, expand on that a little bit. Well, uh, you know, it's set in, like, you know, like 19, say, like, oh, six or oh, eight or something like that. Like, sort of like, you know, there can be, I don't know, there's sort of pre the, I don't know, the violent transition, but there's, you know, big explorer things still happening, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our listeners love that year. Uh, yeah. yeah, which one, six or eight? Uh, <laughs> six, but, but they're not. They're open Six, to eight. Yeah, for, for, bo- for different reasons, both, I would say. I get like three or four emails a week being like, actually, I think eight is better. But most most of our audience is firmly around six. See, this is weird, Will, because I actually I get opposite emails. So for some reason, fans of our, us specifically are really, really differ on that one specific thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so... <laughs> um. The our, our 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 main characters are members of a sort of a of, of a renegade like anthropology team. Uh, um, fuck yes. Like 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 they uh. they like are housed by like this like old professor maybe named like Professor Professor uh, Porkins. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Have you used that name before? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the only name Ted knows. <laughs> I think I, I think it's a good name. No, um, I think um, I think Jason Momoa played a character named Colonel Porpington. <laughs> um, You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, um, Sharp-eared listeners probably picked that one out too. They're probably yelling at their at their screen of whatever device. They're yeah, using they were like, the like, no, it was Porpington. You yeah. fool! Direct all of your tweets at Ted. Yeah. Well, well, no, I was boy. I was right. Porkins, I haven't used. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay, so like <laughs> direct them at me. But so like Professor Porkins like has a nice house in like I don't know like Geneva or something, and he has like and and these are these are sort of um these are these are cryptozoologists basically is what they yes, are. Sure. They, oh, they, they, sure. Yes. They're they like and so like they they're like a hodgepodge. There's um. An American named um, William Doug. Um, <laughs> there's um, a Ukrainian named uh, Irina Spach. Um, yeah, 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 these yeah, are yeah, the yeah, 
we can flesh some more out. Is there a French guy who like really likes dirt, kind of like in Atlantis? Um, who's, <laughs> who's just kind of like a mole person? Uh, and every time he's on screen, I like dirt by the Red Hot Chili Peppers place. <laughs> okay, yeah, we have Pierre Lapierre. Um, <laughs> um Digger. <laughs> sure. Um, we can have uh an Italian named uh, Yorona Margareti, and she is... Oh, yes. Uh, she sounds really seductive. Uh, no, let, she's like a... Uh, let's make her hard science and go against the Italian stereotype. Okay. I, 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 despite just naming her Yorona Margareti. <laughs> you know, it's, I worked on this Italian-American book when I was at Routledge, and I, it, I, I mean, like, I'd known that they... That experienced like racist, but I was just like Jesus Christ. Like I learned a lot about how how bad they had it, and so the the main group that I will continue to lampoon is the French. Um, okay, prove, yeah. Prove, yeah, they deserve it. They prove themselves worthy of it at every possible opportunity. Um, anyways, can maybe they're, we should, they're, maybe they're we probably should, the single group you could be prejudiced maybe, against. Maybe we in should this cut, Maybe we should cut that out. Absolutely Ten. not. Okay. Should so we, we the... have Irina Spotch, the Ukrainian. Will uh, whatever. This we've got enough people. We Should some of the anything. French actors be played by uh, renowned parkour professionals? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that guy from Casino sure. Royale. Um, good, 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 good. David Bell. He's yeah, the only yeah. one I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so British Professor Porkins leads sort of a Professor X style house of renegade cryptozoologist anthropologists from Geneva. can i can i stop you for just a moment ted sure. um i am very familiar with cryptozoology okay. big fan um i think luke and will know what it is also but there might be some listeners out there in listener land who are not as familiar can you spend just just a few moments of our time explaining what cryptozoology is um well it's like uh people who uh, it, it's it's like trying to like believe in like the Loch Ness monster or like like um, I don't know but like like people who sort of be- believe in yeah something like they're like like people who believe in like folkloric animals and sort of search for them uh, the yeah the Wendigo the ch- yeah, the yeah, chupacabra yeah, yeah. Um, and like cryptozoology is like is not um, is, let's it, not editorialize it, it, it's, too it's, much it's, here I time. mean it's not really a it's totally it's, legitimate it's, it's not, is what yeah, you're saying right. It's, so this is the kind of hard science that our Italian <laughs> yeah. character is into. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 gotcha. Um, but in this universe, is it kind of unquestioned cryptozoology? Is it thought to have more merit? Well, Let's you know, just... that, that Nessie hoax picture is from like 1934, so I would say it's still maybe not ruled out quite. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep, keep telling the story. Well, so, you know, I don't know, they're... Chasing down their various crazy rabbit holes, you know. Um, Pierre Lapierre is uh, searching for uh, Monsieur, a French uh, thing that is uh, just a. Uh, it, it 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 it's sort of like a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's Wait, a, M- Monsieur French thing is the no. His name, the, the, the name of the thing that he's searching for is a monster called the Monsieur. Um, oh, okay. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And gotcha. then that's an awesome friend or an awesome monster name. And then Pierre Lapierre and his lover Irina Spotch are um, working on the Bigfoot thing. Um, 
And then Yorona Margaretti is um, searching for uh, the fettuccine monster. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doubling down on that. <laughs> um. And so, and, and, they, and, you know, it's not going very well. They're underfunded and they're ridiculed by the community. Um, but then they are visited by uh, a, a wealthy, uh, a cap, the scion of uh, a captain of industry, a young man with uh, a lot of money looking to uh, put, you know, his money into something dope. Uh, and his name is Vern Vanderbilt. Um Mm. He's a Vanderbilt. Good captain. Good captain of industry. Name. So, there. so he is. He is a Vanderbilt of the Vanderbilt Empire. No, this is a different Vanderbilt Empire. Um, <laughs> okay, no relation. No, gotcha. no, they, 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 they made their, they made their bread in bottles. They produced all bottles <laughs> in the country um, for, the, for the previous century. And, and which country is this? Just to. Just to nail that down. Uh, ver- the, the Vanderbilts. This van. This Vanderbilt family is based in Brazil. Um, Okay, okay. <laughs> a strong Brazilian right. family name. Sure. <laughs> this isn't our 1906, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, no, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's Understood. not Brazilian. It's Portuguese, Vanderbilt. Well, well anyways, the Vanderbilts of Brazil. <laughs> um, so they want to, um, what he wants to do is like, he comes to the Pierre Lapierre and Arena specifically and says like, you, I, I have some really, I have it on really good authority that you guys are really onto something with your Bigfoot thing. Um, Ooh. And I am willing to fund, and, and he sort of shares this information with him. And he, he has been, um, you, you know, he won't really tell them how he's been doing this, but basically he's been funding, like, sort of more mercenary groups like them to search, search for things for a long time. Um, yeah, yeah. And he. When are we going to get the montage of all the other mercenary groups dying? Is it going to be now or later? Mm, later. Yeah, save that yeah. for later. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And but so he basically says like he knows of a site in that he, he's fairly certain that there is a site in northern Siberia that where where they will find a Sasquatch, and he says what he wants is and and um you know and and he and then they're like like what's the catch and he's like like i'm just an interested party um and then they're like okay so he funds this expedition to siberia and uh, so it's pierre william doug yorona margaretti and arena go and professor pork i'm amazed have you written these down did, Ted, did, or did, you just got i did write them down <laughs> okay good I, I was gonna say man mind like a steel you got like a mind palace in there if you can remember all that shit listen, listen. And so they they go on this expedition, um, and they're trying to go in like the spring, um, but 
uh, I, I don't know, the storm of the century unexpectedly comes and it goes like really badly and um, uh, almost it, like, uh, I, I don't know, sort of maybe two weeks out from base camp, Pierre Lapierre freezes to death in the night. Um, oh, no. Devastating oh, arena spotch. Um, were they lovers? They, yeah, the, they were the lovers. Sly? They were lovers and they loved working on Bigfoot together. Oh. Um, it's really sad. Um, and It's very sad, but also at the same time, if they're in Siberia, there's not going to be that much interesting dirt going down. So maybe his, like, you know, his particular specialty might not be that useful. Yeah, the so dirt, while the it's dirt devastating, was, the dirt was too deep. Does she eat him, Ted? Um, oh, yeah, let's do that. Um, so, after, yeah, yeah, okay, let's get real, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, Pierre Lapierre freezes to death, and they find, like, they go, like, a day long further with his body, and they find, like, a place where they can bivouac, kind of. Um, and so they set that up, and um, unfortunately, they, it, they have to eat Pierre Lapierre to survive. It's um, <laughs> a real bummer. Yeah. Do they saute yeah. him in butter? Yeah. Um, so then the uh, the storm is uh, is over uh, after they and they they Pierre Lapierre is enough to sustain them through the rest of the storm and then <laughs> and then they go on um, and so they they go on and they go on and they come to a canyon. They, they are so much further north than they thought they would have gotten. Like it's now time who knows months and they reach yeah. a canyon that is just absolutely colossal and goes on for a very long ways um and so they like are like they decide to just walk along the canyon some way because they have no other choice you know um yeah. and they find um they find something on the edge of the canyon that is like i don't know like some eggs or something and yorona <laughs> margaretti goes to tell me Tell me a little bit more about these eggs. Well, they're, yeah, how big they're, are these eggs? A, they're pretty big, and they're and these guys are hungry. You know, like like they could do with some eggs. Sure. Yeah, um, they're all out of Pierre. And, right. They're all, <laughs> I mean, they still have some. Don't you they, hate when you're all out of well, Pierre? No, I mean, what they're doing is they like they have plenty of snow, and so and they have been carrying Pierre's bones around them, and they keep they make a Pierre soup every night. <laughs> Pierre broth. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> And, uh, and they just keeps... use the snow for water. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. And so Yorona Margaretti is um, is like, oh, look, eggs. And she goes to the cliff a little bit ahead of Arena Spotch and William Doug. And out of nowhere, a Siberian tiger comes and tackles her off the cliff with it. Um, oh, for God. reasons that are just, it, it's, who knows? It's a, hungry tiger. it's a hungry tiger. It seems like a real jump scare, Ted. It is. Yeah. It is a real jump scare, and and it's and and just like that, your owner Margaretti is also gone. Oh, and so boy. Irina Spotch and William Doug, who aren't particularly good friends, keep going on, and they it gets delirious and like that wonderful part in Ad Astra where Brad Pitt goes mad. Um, so great, so great. I saw that. That is is that on HBO yeah. now? Yeah. Oh. Um, Are we down to two at this point? We're down to two. Um, yeah, I feel. I feel like at this point, okay, I, you know, and we can flesh this out later. But I feel like at this point, the the backstories of the characters really come out, and and maybe their their hidden animosity needs to get resolved. Absolutely. Well, this, it seems like you were getting to that, though. We're we're getting there. Um, Ted, I've just got a quick question. Sure. Do they uh, climb down and 
grab Margaretti's body and eat it. No, they, 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 it's, it's very far. This, this cliff is like 5,000 feet deep. All right, it's high ground. Or maybe 700, perhaps. I was looking for a yes there, Ted. (laughs) Well, they, they they just can't do it. And they can see that somehow that the tiger managed to use, um, it's, I guess it's a tactic that the tiger has perfected is that, it tackles somebody off the it, it it sets eggs as bait and then it tackles somebody off the cliff <laughs> and then and then manages to use their body as a human shield so that it can survive the seven hundred foot fall and then it eats them and so they look down there and they can see that Irina Spach's body has been complete I mean Yorona Margaretti's body has been completely Oof. destroyed and the gotcha. tiger is completely fine and it's eating them and at one point it like stands up on his hind legs and gives them like double middle fingers um <laughs> damn and they're like, like well i guess we can't go down there so that that is cold damn. that would make me very scared seeing that yeah and they're like like fuck are there more of those and then the tiger like roars like you're next whoa um, <laughs> Does he do like one of those like up yours like he does the elbow thing as well? No, that would be way too sophisticated for a tiger will. Yeah, yeah whereas yeah. their joints don't go that yeah, way. Independently moving their middle fing- middle fingers. Yeah, that's doable. Yeah. Will, could you edit that stupidity out of the podcast, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Um, okay. Anyway, so they go delirious and um, the, a snowstorm comes back and they sort of pass out. And as Arena Spotch passes out, she sees a giant figure approaching her, and then she closes her eyes. They wake up. It's sort of like uh, maybe like Faramir's cave camp in the Two Towers, something yeah. something like that. I'm 100 percent with like, you. Like like lot they're of, sort of they're, they're sort of, of built in in you know, and they're like like and then like and there are humans there, and they're kind of like you know a kind of Inuit, um, but they fortunately speak perfect English, um, and as they do. I don't have time for translating and and language. No, I, I understand um, it happens. I, I, all the there's time. a there's a language barrier that will be coming up anyways. Um, oh. um, and they're like, "What is this?" And they're like, "Welcome to Supio Dupio." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what this is is like a city, like very like like in in this in this canyon. Um, <sighs> Which, you know, has a has a river running through it. And this is a city, like, above a part where the river is, like, pretty wide and close to a huge waterfall. Um, and there are, like, several bridges across levels spanning across the river. And there's, like, a, a fairly, you know, developed settlement. And they're like, like, this must be what Vern Vanderbilt of the Brazilian Vanderbilts was talking about. And they're like, like, it may well be. We don't know. This is, you're the first, um, you know, we have, we know that we're not alone, but we haven't, none of you guys seem to have gotten to us yet. Mm. And, um, and then, and here's the thing. Um, they're like, we've got something else to drop on you. And I, I don't know if you know who your rescuer was. Um, but then they turn around and they say, meet Blotch. Oh. And Blotch is, <laughs> and, and Blotch is a Sasquatch. Are, okay. And, Are you married to that name, Ted? <laughs> Blotch the Squatch. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. I love it too. It's all right. All right. Majority rules. What, what's what's what's, what's no, no? Go on. Go on. Um, and then and Blotch is you know your standard Sasquatch. Um, <laughs> sure. He's you know it's it's Chewbacca like you know use your imagination. 
Okay, it is at this point that a question that has been on my mind uh, must come out, which is so that you've you, you've said that they're like in far northern Siberia. Yep. But they're in a canyon that has running water. Yep. And there's the, there's a squatch that is brown. Oh, he's more gray. I don't see what your problem is. Yeah. So he's not well, a yeti. Right. This is what that's, Jacob's getting at. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And also, oh, I'm, yeah. having, I'm having a little bit of trouble under like visualizing the this setting okay. because I was imagining it as an enormous ice canyon if they're well, in Ted northern Siberia. It, 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 like it, it, it is yeah, but yeah. It, it, it is, but you know, it's it's steep. You know, there's not just ice on rocks, you know. Okay. They basically live in caves, you know. Um, okay. and like like up top above the canyon is frozen wasteland, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Maybe there's like some geothermic they live right at the source of the river, which is like a gigantic glacier above a thing, but also it's yeah. like, like so there's a shitload of ice up there, but it's also dripping water there. You know? Gotcha. This was not meant as a criticism, no, I, but merely okay. as clarification. Here's what I like though, when you mention the Yeti. I like I don't really yes. mean for this to be a Bigfoot or a Yeti, you know. Sure. But just sort of it's just a big old it, 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 it's, a it, it's that type, you know. It's that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's, I'm going to call it the Sasquatch. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and so, Supio Dupio is a human Sasquatch like coexistence city, um, wow. which was basically created by these humans to protect the Sasquatch. Who there are only seven or eight left. Oh, um, dang. Mm. So does Blotch not have a lot of sex? Well. He probably has to have all sorts of it I mean, for the good of the species. There, Just not successfully. <laughs> there, there is, there's, there's two Sasquatch mates that um, one of them are Blotch's parents, and there's another one that is different. Um, and those that younger one is trying to have a child. Um, there are no um, female uh, Sasquatches of an appropriate age for Blotch to mate to mate with. Um, so interesting. But Poor guy. There is one um, human Sasquatch couple which has produced a half human, half Sasquatch baby. Oh, nice! Ooh. But that the Sasquatch is dead. Like so, the human, oh. the human, the human father raises this half Sasquatch child on his own, and he's Did like, I mean, it's called it's called a half Squatch, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, a it's half Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> And so the he, the humans um, whose name is Don um, he says <laughs> yeah I fell in love with this Sasquatch Mora um, but uh, she was killed by while ranging for food in the top world by some terrible humans a few years ago and so this oh, sort of no. what and and so. It's supposed to, you know, it's possible to, but it's dangerous, you know, it, it's possible to mate with a Sasquatch as Irina Spotch is going to eventually do with Blotch. Okay, we just got that right out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Early on. Yeah. Okay, okay. But okay. it's but it's dangerous, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, so is she is she attracted to Blotch right at the gate? Yeah. Um, so she like opens, when she turns around to see him. And so she's like, she's like, oh, dream, oh my. dream woman starts well, to he's, play. I mean, he's like really, that, that he's, fade he's really, he's really cut. Like, yeah, like, 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 I mean, course. Blotch is hot, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, like Blotch is like a hot hair man, you know? Who's yeah. going to play Blotch? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, uh, the guy who does, uh, Guillermo's movies, um, like the shape of water fish guy. Um, 
Doug Jones? Yeah, Doug Jones. Let's make it. Okay, Doug- he's. Okay. What, do you not, think he's not, too he's, old or not hot enough? Well, he's just. He has a very particular body type, which is extremely tall and slender. Like freakishly tall and slender. Okay. Which is which is fine. What what I was gonna ask was, are we gonna go, you know, straight up have a a person wearing a squash suit, or we could go the CGI route and have Andy Circus do the mocap, or will it be a hand puppet? Dude, oh, he is getting. Or it could be a <laughs> Andy Circus is getting hot puppet. in his old age. I I think. He is getting kind of hot I, in his old I, age, yeah. but in you a know, particular way. Honestly, Jacob, my next thought was I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna have it be um maybe half Thor Bjornsson. <laughs> oh, um, which is a very oh. different, very different direction. But um, but I would love to see him play somebody tender because he actually is like a really sweet guy. Right, right. From what I've heard, he's quite the gentle um, giant. But honestly, um, I already forgot what you just said, but. I I, oh, I, I would cap. say mocap Andy Circus. Those are that's a really good option. I think I think you should do prosthetics personally. I think sure. I think for for a tender scene like this, <laughs> you need some sort of skin to prosthetic action. I think we're gonna have to have a lot of prosthetics augmented by CGI. I, I think ultimately the look can't be achieved with just prosthetics, but I do want something practical. Like like yeah. CGI looks so much better if it's worked in with practical stuff, anyways. Yes. Um, so we all agree that the hand puppet method is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Maybe for action scenes. <laughs> um, so the second act, and this is the only, this is the main part where I bring in other genres. Like, like you know, I want this to be a romantic comedy of uh, sure. Irina Spock and Blotch <laughs> falling in love. Um, the problem is I have absolutely no instinct for romantic comedies um, because I watch them almost never. Um, and so... All I have written here is second act, romantic comedy, arena spotch, and blotch falling in love. All right, we can workshop um, that with so, you. We can definitely workshop stuff, that with you. You know, I don't know. There can be, like, some, like, slapstick bits where she, like, like maybe he, like, sheds a lot and she, like, slips on his hair and, like, has to learn how to live with that. Um, <laughs> or, like, maybe at first she really doesn't like his hair, but then she realizes that it's a great material for, like... Making maybe she making sexy lingerie for well, herself. Yeah, she makes like hair lingerie. Um, maybe she makes like like a mattress stuffed with it. I um, think like so like like she he can show her you know how hair can be great, and she can show him modern technology like mattresses. Yeah, yeah. I think that if I think that if we're gonna really follow like make this the DNA of a rom com, you have to have it not reciprocated for a little while yeah. i think blotch needs to not really be into her for the first okay little yeah. bit so maybe she just but they kind of banter they have they're they're like maybe they have to um they go collaborate on something. Or something yeah they go hunting or something and they they're they're not a very good right. pair okay okay yeah. but there's also a lot of sexual tension right there. right so and she's really horny for him but terrible at hunting um but and and it's not like Arena Spotch is an incapable person, you know. She's an accomplished cryptozoologist. She just doesn't know how to, how to live <laughs> out here, you know. Um, so maybe that could. Um, and so <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe okay. Like all right. So there's the hunting thing, and then like I don't know. Maybe. Um, well, okay. I, I feel like I, William Doug is a part of this too. Uh, sure, I suppose. Well, he, William Doug is William Doug is a part of this. He, okay. he has a part to play. So. So I think William Doug definitely gets jealous yeah. of of Blotch. Um, I think that there also should maybe be like 
another either a uh, a woman Sasquatch or another outside woman comes in because there has to be some you know there's there's the dramatic tension of of another uh you know uh, an, another, another suit another, another suitor for blotch right so we have to get some love triangles and quadrangles going well okay so the Will- so be- the William Doug wanting arena spot who wants blotch who doesn't want arena is good we can't have a female sasquatch because well yeah, we, well, we that can't... would be a huge. It would be a huge conflict, though, no, because but, but the, maybe the, there would be a lot of pressure from the outside saying, you, "For the good of the the Sasquatch species, you need." That to would have already happened, this. though. Blotch would have already um, mated with her. Like maybe, maybe Doug really wants to mate with Blotch's mom. Okay, that's yeah. that's good. Yeah, there's <laughs> another angle. Blotch's mom has been stepping out on her with the other old. Uh, like like past mating age uh, female Sasquatch sure. in the tribe, and sure. she, uh, yeah, take and yeah, maybe she takes interest in William Doug. William Doug is interested in Arena. Arena is interested in Blotch, and Blotch isn't interested in her. <laughs> Please recommend your friends to listen to our podcast. We'd really love it. It would mean a lot. It don't take a lot of thought to listen to our podcast. We're just talking, and sometimes there's songs. Yeah, I, I feel like that's an, enough this vertices good, yeah. on this our our, okay. our love polygon. So yeah, maybe the main bits can be like the comical hunting scene, and then maybe can there there can be a part where she does something useful, like and modern, and Blotch realizes that she is useful. Um, and then maybe she can do the really use some something cool with his hair. Um, and then he'll, yeah, and then, don't and, throw that idea and then out. he'll be like, come with me. Um, and then he'll take her to like his favorite spot, which is like on top of the glacier that makes the yeah. waterfall for the Zubio Dupio. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and maybe they have like a slippy slide adventure experience, like sliding down some ice. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Maybe like they, maybe could... even accidentally. So they'll, they'll, they'll slide down some ice together and sort of land in each other's arms and uh, yeah, and, there's a, and, and, there's and then an awkward... and then no, they'll they'll, they'll they'll just kiss there. Oh um, damn! And then and then it's like okay, you know, is, is she into feet? She's into hair. <laughs> okay, I thought she didn't like the hair. I, I, I changed. I changed. Hair, I changed though. my mind when we realized that she had to be into blotch at the outset. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like I said, I don't know how to think about a romantic comedy. Um, but this 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 was all very helpful. Thank you. So the subplot is, you know, so Irina Spotch and William Doug have kind of accomplished their mission here. They found it. You know, they found Supio Dupio. Um and um hmm. Well here's here's how I see it, Ted. This is how, in my mind, things stand. Things stand after Act Two, romantic comedy. Arena's not going to want to leave. Doug. Yeah, I, do, I uh, know. I, there's some- is going to be. But here's the thing. So Doug has the hots for Blotch's mom, but I feel like that's not going to be super well received by you know Blotch's dad and probably also Blotch. So maybe he'll be forced out. Okay. I want to, I wouldn't spend much time on that, but if, if there can be some, maybe his dalliance with Blotch's mom can be, yeah, whatever. Um, okay, for, okay, yeah, okay. But, and then, yeah, and then he can be forced out, and then Irina can be- Have we, have we cast Doug yet? 
No, nor Arena, no. actually. Should we cast them? I, I, well, I was thinking for the last like couple of minutes, I've been imagining Doug is being played by Rob Cordray. <laughs> that's very odd. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck your too. mom. He's no, he's more of a Topher Grace. Oh, like oh whiny, okay. but he's kind of you know not useless, but can be a bit of a whiny bitch. You know, like a Topher Grace in Predators. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> that is maybe his best performance. He's so he good may take an movie. evil turn. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's that's very good. That's very different than Rob Cordray, but I I see it now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I just don't. Maybe s- Rob Cordray could play Arena. I just can't see Rob Cordray <laughs> as a scientist, um, and that's just and that's the end of it. <laughs> okay, all right then. Uh, I feel ashamed for even suggesting Rob Cordray. Yeah, now. you should. I I liked go, that. Go I liked go watch that. Medical Police though. <laughs> Arena is going to be played by, uh, I don't know. Rebecca Ferguson. Why not? She can do it all. Yeah. Sure. Okay, great. Um, so after William Doug is thrown out, he reveals that Vern Vanderbilt, knowing that William Doug was sort of the weakest of them all, um, he has given him some sort of, I don't know, like a signaling device. Um, and he said, like, 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 let me know when you find something. And like, William Doug hasn't been sure, but now he is, you know? And so he yeah. presses the signaling device, and then um, Vern Vanderbilt like arrives in like a giant airship. Um, Ab- oh. Absolutely, I would have it no other way. A, a dirigible, yeah, yeah, a dirigible. Um, <laughs> and it casts a shadow over the canyon. One, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they it and like itself, and like man. William yeah. Doug is like a few like is like a pretty is like a ways out, but the people of Supio Dubio can see the airship coming, and so Vern Vanderbilt comes and he's like excellent work william doug and william doug is like thanks so like what are we gonna do about this and he was like like well i'm gonna fucking tear it up is what i'm gonna do about this and he and and william doug is like what you're not you're not here for science and he's like no i want to bring a sasquatch to the world's fair um, uh, I'm going to take one and I'm going to destroy everything else here. Um, fucking classic, dude. Yeah. And William. So, how does he intend to trap a Sasquatch? Does he get a giant bottle of bread um, and lure the Sasquatch <laughs> inside and then seal it up? Well, his his men have meats and nets and but and a lot of weapons too. You know, I mean, a Sasquatch corpse will work too if he has to. Yeah. You know, um, Vern Vanderbilt's is a very bad man. Um, look, Maybe he has darts, okay. like trank darts as well. I was thinking the same thing, Will. Um, like comically oversized blowgun and darts. Yeah, it's like one of those old timey chemistry vials. All right, so with a sh- with a needle at the end of it. Sure, sure, so, sure. Yeah, he he's totally all about that shit. You know. Yeah. Um, let's cast him. He's uh, I think sort of, of a young, like, like a, a s- young sociopath. Young, young though. Yeah, well, I was, I was thinking of him. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, he's kind of part of him is he's trying to, he's trying to prove himself to be a real Vanderbilt. Sure. Hmm. Fastbender springs to mind. Oh yeah, he could do it. Um, maybe Zach Efron. I don't. He's he he played uh, what's his name Ted uh, Ted Bundy Ted Bundy yeah, and he's just hot. Well, you know? is, the question is, is this. Is this I don't a, know if an I, actual? Is I, this a Brazilian man? It doesn't matter. Um, okay. Um, I the, I can't picture Zac Efron in that 
he's a too modern a person i think yeah my my casting uh uh calibration is way off today i'm sorry guys <laughs> oh it's because we're recording I, in the morning think, we never record yeah. in the morning i think i've used him before but let's let's make it jack rayner he has a face that could fit there and i he's so good in midsummer um and he's, oh, he's yeah. such, he's oh, such yeah. a smart actor. Um, yeah. And he can. He's, is he the main guy or the horny guy? He's the main guy. In what? In, in Midsummer. Which one's the. Oh, yeah, he's the main guy. Um, yeah. He, but okay. he, the one he, who he looks, he could, looks like a horny guy is very good, too, Luke. though. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I would like to see him do something more like overtly evil. Um, okay. Sure. What do you guys think? Do you have any more suggestions? That sounds good. Dude. I just kind of got. I just kind of got. Yeah, Rain, I just kind of got Rainer in my head, and I was like, "That sounds good." Maybe he drops like a giant net all over the city, like, and and the net's got like some like evil. Yeah, the great, gloop, great like, gloop attached great, to great. it, like some like some sort of like caustic gloop is like kind of fucking up the city. So it's, it's kind of like it's it's like a it's like a synthetic spider web. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's like getting all over the Sasquatch's fur. Oh, it, yeah. it, it um, it like sticks you to things. So they drop a bunch of it on one bridge where a bunch of people happen to be crossing, and since they can no longer get off the bridge, they just like their weight on it for all this time collapses the bridge. Oh dear! Yeah, there's oh, no. there's a stunt. Um, damn, bridge collapse. Bust out the sock oh, puppets. Oh, okay, for okay. That here's one. an here's another. Stunt. <laughs> can that tiger be here's underneath the, the net? Bridge the net is. <laughs> The net is dropped down at four corners by four guys in parachutes holding each corner, um, dropped from his huge that. airship at the same time. There's, there's that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So they, they've like somehow lured everybody out into the town square or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can they have like awful gas masks on too? Well, I mean, since scares? it's a cave city, there's only like if they're in the caves, there's only so much they can do. But you know, yeah. at a certain point, uh, Vern Vanderbilt will just start sending his dudes in, and like they. His initial net goop attack was is pretty bad. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. so Irina Spotch and um, Blotch um survive <laughs> sur- survive the goop attack and hide with Blotch's uh parents. Um, Blotch's dad's other lover was killed in the initial attack, but you know oh, it's no. it's kind of a you know it's an emergency and they just kind of have to hunker down together despite all of the drama, you know? And, uh, there's gotta be some drama in their relationship now too. This is a big, uh, part of rom-coms is the third act, like iciness. Yeah. 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 Well, oh yes. Yeah, so, uh, so for, so our- for some reason, Spotch and Blotch are mad at each other. Um, yeah. We, yeah. We, that's, I don't, that's I, well, essential. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I don't really care why. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Can be added in in post production. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you know they're hiding in people are hiding in the caves in the Canyon City, but they can't really go across the bridges. So there's you know people on two sides, and sort of the human leader, um, uh, Joseph um, <laughs> of the city. <laughs> um, good. Good. Played by um, wise old guy. Uh, yeah. Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah, Buscemi. <laughs> Buscemi's good, yeah. A, ref- a so refined Bush- reserved B- B- Buscemi. Buscemi is on the side that um, Spotch and Blotcher and Blotch's family are on. 
uh-huh. at Irina and, and Blotch and Blotch's family. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I've got a plan. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, they, they sort of like throw messages from one side to the other. Um, but he has like a secret tunnel on this side that um, he can use to get out. Oh. Um, and so they're going to, when the troops start coming down, they know that they are going to be not shooting the goop at them anymore because they'll be busy moving into the canyon, you know? And yeah, so yeah, as yeah. soon as they see them doing that, the people from the one side are going to run over to the other side on a bridge. Um, and then they're going to go through the tunnel. And then he has like a little, a way to, a way to collapse the waterfall. Um, if, and, and the, so that's, that's the plan is that they'll escape and they'll trap all of Fern Vanderbilt's men in and collapse the waterfall. Sure. Um, and okay. Well, so so the am I picturing this right that this waterfall is like it's like also a bit of an ice dam, so there's like maybe a reservoir of water behind there. So the plan is that they they break the reservoir ice water and then then they drown. Yeah, all of the men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and and okay, okay, basically okay. destroy their own city. Yeah. Um, but um, and 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 they're like like wow, how did you? Why did you have this in mind? And he's like, look at this bullshit this is why i had this in mind you know and they're like like all right smart steve nice nice Uh, (laughs) i mean joseph he's like like like, like, steve now oh would you view him as like a father figure sort of busham busham Busham. oh okay yeah yeah um (laughs) anyway as and and so they they start doing that but um uh I, i don't know william doug steals a parachute and parachutes down and he's he he feels bad um and he tells them that he has learned that um you know well i mean he he just tells them that it's like it's just going to be useless you know um that uh he'll just go move his airship over there and bomb your city out instead anyways um and so they were like we need to get Vern Vanderbilt himself down here so so that we can kill him um and so they set it so they 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 start evacuating people as Vern's soldiers move down and then William Doug c- contacts Vern and says that he's captured Blotch and oh, then no. and, well it's a ruse oh oh um <laughs> and so Vern is like hell yeah um and so while most of the women and children um and elderly um humans and sasquatch are making their way through the tunnel um a crack team of human and blotch was the only Sasquatch fighter um, are uh, left to. And, and so they make a big show of tying up uh, fake tying up blotch. And then Vern Vanderbilt comes down to like a sort of a dramatic site near the, near the waterfall to like inspect his thing. And then um, I don't know, they, they blotch like breaks free and they like attack uh uh, whatever Vern Vanderbilt soldiers, and they have like a pretty big fight. Um, but Blotch's father is killed, taking a bullet. Oh, he, no. he takes a bullet for Blotch's mother, resolving oh. that situation. That's good news um, for Doug, <laughs> right? Um, well, it's it's not as it's not as good as you might think. Um, and so uh, Blotch and Vern Vanderbilt have a fight that is really involved, where Vern uses a variety of complicated gadgets to try to kill him. Um, nice, nice. But eventually, Blotch kills him by um, uh, wrapping a 
a cord related to some gadget that Vern Vanderbilt was using around Vern Vanderbilt's like neck and then tearing his body such that he pulls his head off. Oh, oh damn. Um, Garroted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he throws the body into the canyon and leaves the head dangling. Um, Beautiful. Um, but despite, despite all of this, they are not winning the fight. And so William Doug is told by Irina about the thing that, that, that they can do. And so he says like, okay, like all of you, all of you get out and I will set off the glacier bomb and trap all the soldiers in here. Um, and now that Burns dead, the airship won't follow you. And so they, they do that, and Topher Grace sacrifices himself, and there's a huge flood, and there's, like, awesome, you know, there can be, like, the thing can crash, and then just, like, a shitload of water will come down and drown all the soldiers. And then they'll emerge out their little tunnel into the tundra, the rest of them. And then, like, five hours later, the airship runs out of fuel and crashes into the canyon. Um, <laughs> That's some weird pacing there. And they're, but, like, they're uh, watching from afar. Well, they, like, set up a camp there, and then it, like, happens at night. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it doesn't make... I mean, I want the airship to crash, but... All right, maybe we'll find some way for the airship to crash right then and there. I kind of like the idea of them, like, setting up camp, contemplating the future, and then, like, watching off in the distance as the airship kind of, like, unceremoniously, but also very violently, like, you know, catches fire. Yeah. Like, maybe they shoot it with a flaming arrow, and it catches fire, and then they watch as it disappears slowly into the canyon, and they see the glow coming up from the canyon. That's very cinematic, I maybe, think. Maybe they're, they know it's going to crash... And they're trying to have it not crash on top of them. So as a society, they all have to band together and blow at the airship to, <laughs> to get it to fly away okay, and okay. crash elsewhere. Okay. I like the idea that Doug has spent four hours and 59 minutes digging his way back to the surface. And then the thing crashes right on top of him after he like, <laughs> lifts his arms up triumphantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like that idea. It's a yeah, lot to good. put on poor William Doug. <laughs> I mean, do you really feel that sorry for him, though? I mean, now he's basically died twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you know, they they have a sort of a complative morning. Um, but then um, you know, there's about forty of them left, maybe. Um, and then maybe like a bird flies by them and it goes like tweet 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 and they're like and then Steve Buscemi is like there's still life in the world <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they they say like let's let's go build Supio Dupio 2 somewhere yeah. and then yeah. they try, watch, try, watch off into the distance um, Irina Blotch and Spotch are holding hands and All You Need Is Love plays over the credits and the credits roll, and then I feel like this, this more than any pitch we've ever had on this podcast, needs an after credit scene or like a mid credit scene that fast forwards like you know five to ten years into the future. Okay, all right. Or or maybe shows like a baby, uh, a half squatch being no, born. No, no, I have an idea. Or in, just a sex graphic montage. detail. I, I have yeah. I, I have an idea. Um, Perfect. Some years later. Um, uh, Blotch is driving through the streets of LA um, <laughs> and, and he is on the phone with uh, with Irina um, 
and and he's like, so like he's okay. And, 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 this, and how many years like, later is this Ted? It's, he's it, got one of those like '80s giant portable phone which would yeah. then be at minimum about 75 years yeah it's set a while it's set a while it's set a while later <laughs> he, can, he can there can just be like a super long cord trailing behind the car and he's like uh, no i mean i don't see why it can't it's set in like the 2000s it's a normal phone you know it's not quite modern times but you know it's like you know he's driving talking on the cell phone with his wife Wait, arena what? you know his wife arena well they've, okay. they've moved time has passed it's okay for them, you know, to, to be the couple that so they are. The Sasquatches have actually re- <laughs> no. They found um, the Fountain of Youth in, in, the, far, oh. in, the, far, in the far north, and they the negotiated fountain. Right they negotiated with the world, the UN. They said, like, okay, we'll give everybody Fountain of Youth if you let Sasquatches back into society. And that happened in about the fifties, and it worked absolutely great, you know. And so now, and so now, um, you know. Uh, Spotch is a uh, blotch. I mean, is a <laughs> is a you know is a is a copywriter for uh, a marketing firm in Los Angeles, and um, and Arena teaches yoga. That's a great um, thing to have as an as a mid credit scene. So to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay. So so um, blotch is is on the phone with arena on his way home and he was like 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 and she's like did you remember to get the yogurt and he's like oh fuck i didn't remember he's also learned how to speak english now he's he's like fuck i didn't manage to get the yogurt and then he's like whoa and then a car rams him and it flips over and and it's jason statham and jason statham gets out of the car and he says arena spot you don't know me but I know you. And he's Vern Vanderbilt's evil grandson, um, Todd Vanderbilt. Perfect, Ted. This is the perfect ending. Uh, the perfect ending in, in so many other ways. A perfect beginning to a new franchise. <laughs> That's maybe the best mid credit scene I've ever heard of in my life. Right it's there. so densely packed. <laughs> Ted, will this new franchise be called The Fast and the Furriest? And then, oh yeah, and so God. then Vin Diesel is going to star uh, as, um, as um, to bring it back to Vin Diesel, as Rebecca Ferguson and CGI Andy Serkis's uh, half human, half Sasquatch son. Oh, perfect. Mm. Wow. <sighs> That's amazing. What a journey. Ted, we all tip our hats to you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm doing it. Can you see me? I, I can. They yep. get better every time, Ted. We have you on. Thanks, guys. You you bring out the best in me. Ted, you bring Likewise, out the best Ted. in us. Likewise, truly. And in our listeners. They email us that very thing. Yeah. All right. I get I get tens of emails every week saying... Why are you still on the podcast? It should just be Ted. <laughs> He's so much better at pitching than you guys. Thank you. And Ted, this is, uh, I believe, the first non-Jacob pitch to include cannibalism. So that's another milestone we got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that about that. That might be true. Yeah. No, we really... Great well, minds think alike. T- so true. Tell you what, Ted. Um, I will I will heartily pit or ship that. Thanks. This isn't oh, the first so pitch well. to include some uh, cross-species breeding, though, Ted. No, I remember Let's... the um, the grilled cheese sandwich wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the I, yeah. which 
is maybe my favorite pitch any of you guys have ever come up with. <laughs> oh, I'm flattered. I, I, I laughed a so lot of the, the bestiality cross species. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not dive too as, deeply as, into as this. As well as cannibalism, that's that's usually Jacob's domain. Okay, that's simply okay. I I, I will not I he's will the, not let that he's go. He's the one who kind of lets us into the dark taboo. Pitch hunt, pitch hunt nation, pitch hunt nation. Let's remember which one of us. Uh, is openly anti-bestiality in which two other of us Sorry, did you say anti-Amish? That's what I said. Because <laughs> it's you. Alright, this is getting out of hand. This is getting out of hand, guys. This is a, a bunch uh, of irrelevant stuff that you're bringing up right now. So we've roasted Jacob, we've finished and shipped J- uh, Ted's pitch, so I think all that's left to do is... Ha- Ted, do you want to pitch in- Do you want to you have anything pitch to us on anything personal outside yeah. Yeah, of... Plug away, Ted. Um, disband the police. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right I, I hope we can make that the official position of the Pitch Hunt podcast. Uh, oh, it already yeah, is. Uh, yeah, yep. I mean, I think ACAB is definitely wow. the official position. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter at Grumpy Movie Boy, but these days it's more Grumpy Anti Racism Boy. Um, I it's hard as to, it should be. It's you know it's it is really hard to stay on brand. And I thought about tweeting about Jackie Chan last night, and I was like, how can I do that? Like at a time like this. Uh, and well, so that's I did. That's why you come on our podcast. No, I got a follower back. Nice, nice, that's good. Anything else you'd um, like to plug? No, Jackie Chan. Is a great What's your handle on Letterboxd, Ted? Oh yeah, follow my Letterboxd. Um, what what is my handle on Letterboxd? It's it's fucking great. Um, I think it might DJ underscore yeah, it's ball DJ game, underscore sure. ball game. Um, and yeah, last night I my last review is of Police Story, and the review in its entirety is I gasped fifty times. Um, <laughs> so for that's in, a great review. For inc- How many for, stars did you for, give it, Ted? Uh, four and a half. Nice. Um, so Ooh. for insight like that, um, hit DJ Ball underscore Ball Game on Letterboxd. Nice. Uh, we're still running that that tweet, I guess. That um, Twitter poll. Do we have yeah, any that, votes? I don't know if yeah. we do, but it's been up for six weeks. Do we have I, any votes? I voted. Okay. What was it about okay. tater tots? <laughs> that's, we are okay. We are that's, absolutely I'm just not getting a into grenade. that. We, yeah, we are not getting <laughs> into that. You can't do right that now. in the third. Not, you, maybe, maybe, maybe for the next part. Next, Ted, episode, you need to scroll back a ways through our Twitter. Find the post yeah. that's asking what director we should pitch next, and and give a reply. And all you listeners out there, you should do the same. Uh, we would love for you to do that. And for some some listeners out there, it, you were contractually <laughs> obligated to do that, and you did not. <laughs> yeah, you guys talking asked, to you. You Frank. guys asked Rob Schneider to boost your poll in January, <laughs> and he didn't. I, I, yeah, um, I know. Rob Schneider's canceled. Everybody, yep. dude. Rob Schneider's been canceled. That dude sucks. He does suck. He really like, sucks. He really sucks. Not not just as an actor, much much more so as a person. Mm. But again, we're, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, we really the, we're having kind of a sandwich shaped episode 11, here in the eleventh hour. Let's um let's yeah, call, just reach out to us on uh, at Twitter at at uh, pitch underscore hunt and other social media plat platfay. Yeah. Um yeah. and uh yeah, you can reach me, yours truly, Mr. Will Hardy at will. At at pitchhunt.org. You can anyone re- else? You can reach me at uh, Jacob at pitchhunt.org. J A K O B at pitchhunt.org. 
And you can reach me at Luke at pitchhunt.org. Or you can reach all of us simultaneously at info at pitchhunt.org. Also, stop on by the website, pitchhunt.org. Yeah. Uh, updated every time. It's 100% monochromatic. Uh, updated every time we post a new episode. Uh, has some very, very out of date uh, about information about us that I've personally have been meaning to update for over, well, about a year now. I think you're the only one who needs to update, Jacob. That might be true. I might. Uh, I don't, yeah, maybe not. Anyway, uh, Ted, you want to you wanna give us the catchphrase to send us out here? Let's see if you're better than Frank at this. Give us the new catchphrase, Ted. Yeah. Um, the official stance of the pod. I like my joints when they're spliffs, and I like my pasta <laughs> when it's cooked in uh, chicken stock. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking uh, the defund the police one. Yeah, yeah cancel defund the police. the police. Fuck all cops. And uh, we love you. We love you out there, <laughs> listeners. We really do. Unless you're a cop. <laughs> Stay pitchy. <laughs> Stay pitchy. To be clear to cops, we could love you if you weren't a cop. You know, yeah. you just have to... You know, you just, stop stop just, being just, evil. Just the cop thing is the problem, yeah. you know? Like you That's could, the problem. I'm sure you have good qualities in there. Yeah. yeah. You could be a hot cop. That's fine. Yeah, do yeah. that. There, there is at least one amongst us who has been a hot cop in the past. Yep. But again, not a story for the literally past the end of the episode. Stay pitchy, people. Yep. Stay safe. Jacob, you have 21 minutes to make two salads, so let's, <laughs> let's stop recording. I have, to, I have 51 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It'll get done. <laughs> stay, right. stay tuned for those salads, folks. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.